Pauline, give me some of your tots. I ate his liver with some fava beans. A nice candy. Combo, pan fry, deep fry, stir fry. Yummy! Hey guys, welcome to The Cooking Show. I'm your host, Bob, and this week I'm coming at you with an absolutely fantastic pork chop recipe. This is a uh, Spanish preparation called Lomo Adobado, which does sound like kind of just a random assortment of mouth noises all strung together for someone who isn't familiar with it. This is great. This is like the best pork chop that I've ever had in my life. You know, for a lot of people, you talk about like, what is the platonic? ideal of a pork chop and they're going to recall you know back to their childhood you know a fantastic uh, recipe involving a shake and bake I believe and this is just going to light a fire under that okay so as uh, usual you want to check out the show notes we're gonna have an imager album of photographs because a uh, picture is worth a thousand words and there's gonna be you know a bunch of pictures there <laughs> to walk you through it show you like what's this supposed to look like at this step in the process is it supposed to look like this or is it supposed to look like that yada 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 whatever special equipment for this one nothing really I mean you'll want like a, a heavy maybe cast iron pan or stainless steel pan or high carbon steel pan or something like that for cooking uh, honestly you could do this on the grill if you want but I mean I'd use cast iron so that's fine but it's nothing esoteric in the equipment realm for ingredients we will be using everybody's favorite paprika the pimenton dolce de la vera which is a smoked sweet Spanish paprika comes in a green tin kind of reminds me of the old bag balm if you remember that but yeah I'll have a link to that where you can get it on Amazon you can buy it some other places it's kind of pricey but hey if you made the ostrich egg quiche from like episode two I think it was chances are you still have a whole bunch of it left you'll also you know what I'll put a link in there also to the curing salt number one I do have that in the brine for this but it's technically optional and we'll talk about that after I run through the ingredients about like why that is optional okay so basically we have essentially call it three components of this first is uh the actual substance of it the pork is a boneless pork loin ideally i'm talking about things that you can get reliably and consistently from your grocery store a boneless pork loin in the range of three to five pounds okay that's what we're using to make this we're gonna have a brine and then we're gonna have an adobo which is um, like a marinade it's, it's built up very similar to a sauce but it's really a marinade okay so the brine i think we can get this done with one quart of water two ounces of kosher salt one half ounce of sugar and one teaspoon of curing salt number one which is optional then uh, the adobo is going to be one tablespoon of kosher salt one tablespoon fresh oregano chopped one tablespoon of dried oregano two heads of garlic crushed and chopped four tablespoons of that smoked sweet paprika the pimenton dolce de la vera a half cup of apple cider vinegar one quarter cup of sherry vinegar and if you can't find that if you can find white balsamic vinegar 
that is fantastic. It just has like the sweetness to it that you kind of want in this uh, adobo marinade. Uh, let's see, a quarter cup of olive oil and then a quarter cup of water to sort of hydrate everything. And on the accessory side, you might want to invest in a loaf of crusty bread with a nice soft center. You know, a Tuscan bread, an olive oil bread, something like that. All right, and then uh, manchego cheese that we will grate on the hot Lomo once it comes out of the pan and a little bit of extra olive oil for frying the pork. But it's time to prepare. Okay, now let's talk about that uh, brine there. The curing salt number one, like I said, it's optional. The reason for that is that we're not going to be holding the pork in the danger zone of temperature for any appreciable amount of time. I mean, it's gonna be refrigerated in the brine, it's gonna be refrigerated in the marinade, and then it's gonna be cooked in a frying pan it's not like we're smoking it at a low temperature and it's going to be like at 80 degrees for half of an afternoon or something like that so the curing salt number one is not acting as a prophylactic against botulism what it's there for is to impart a little bit of a hammy flavor to it this is going to be a really short brine uh, between one and three days depending on how much time you got so it's not going to turn your pork loin into Canadian bacon, but it is going to impart a little bit of hamminess to it. But if you don't want to buy that because you don't have it on hand, you don't want to order it because it's hard to find, you know, can't find it at a store, it's not strictly necessary from a food safety point of view. All right, so how do we do this? You want to give yourself mm, three days, three days ideally, right? Two to three days in the brine, most of a day in the uh, in the marinade, and then it's super quick. You can bang this out in the skillet 15 minutes from soup to nuts. So you make your brine, quarter water, kosher salt, sugar, the curing salt if you're using it. Mix that up. You want this water to be uh, room temperature to cool. You, know, you don't want it to be hot water. Into the brine, you are going to put your boneless pork loin and then into the refrigerator for, like I said, uh, ideally three days, but it's not necessary to go that full amount of time. If you are doing this, you got two days between now and when you want to prepare it, two days will be fine. You're just sort of, you're giving a little bit of saltiness, a little bit of sweetness, and a little bit of firmness to the flesh of the pork that this brining is going to uh, cause this little metamorphosis right there. So you put that in the brine. I, ideally, what I do is I put it into a vacuum bag, put the uh, brine in there with it, and then quickly uh, a very light vacuum and then a seal and then into the fridge. Um, you can just do this in a mixing bowl, plastic, stainless steel, glass, whatever. Or you could do it in a one gallon Ziploc bag. But if that's the case, you wanna make sure you Ziploc that really tight. If you're sticking it in the fridge, you don't want all that brine to just leak out everywhere if you missed one of those little plastic teeth, you know? All right, so you got your uh, pork in the brine. It's been there, there for a couple days. It's time to make the marinade. You wanna do this with enough time, you'd like to marinate this for at least, you know, at least three hours, ideally a day, you know? If you pull the pull it out of the brine going into the third day, get it into the marinade for the remainder of that day and then make it the next day, I don't know, whatever. So the adobo marinade is gonna be that one tablespoon of kosher salt, 
the fresh oregano, the dried oregano, a bunch of garlic, some smoked sweet paprika, the two different vinegars. The reason we're going with those two different vinegars, the apple cider vinegar is like a really classic full robust it's a, it, it's it is a a vinegar without the sharp harshness of like a white distilled vinegar like you don't want that um so a, apple cider vinegar um the sherry vinegar or again my personal preference is the white balsamic and maybe it's just because it's a summertime thing like white balsamic vinegar in a, a salad of fresh cucumbers and tomatoes of oh, the garden is the best thing you've ever eaten so you get some of that, um, basically a quarter cup, you know, half the amount of this sweeter, thicker to an extent vinegar than the apple cider vinegar, a quarter cup of olive oil, quarter cup of water, you know, basically make this a, a thick slurry uh, or a thin paste, depending on how you, what perspective you want to look at it from. So you get all that mixed up and this is going to be super duper orange. Don't uh, sit your hands in it for 15 minutes if you don't want your fingers to uh, look like they're made out of pumpkins. And then basically you're going to take your pork loin out of the brine and make it well, you know, drain it sufficiently. You don't have to take any extra precautions here. You can pat it down with paper towels, whatever, and get it into this marinade and uh, make sure it covers the whole thing. Like usually, if, depending on the size of your bowl or your container or whatever, you get your pork in there, that marinade isn't going to just swallow it up. You're gonna have to spoon a little onto the top. Do that, cover it with saran wrap, put it in the uh, fridge, couple hours, up to a day. Honestly, if you forget about it, three days, it's only gonna get better. It'll be fantastic. When it comes time to cook this, take that pork out of the marinade, Put it onto a cutting board. I have a black, what is it, polymer, what'd you call it, polymer, plastic, whatever, cutting board. I wouldn't put this on a wood cutting board because, again, uh, you will be staining it orange. <laughs> Between the olive oil and the vinegar and the paprika, you're creating a very durable uh, coloration in there. So I like to use my uh, black plastic cutting board for this get it on there and then you are going to cut off slices of this ideally fairly thin you know less than a half inch maybe a quarter of an inch an eighth of an inch depends on how sharp your knife is really but you're going to slice this pretty thin and then those slices can either go back into the bowl of marinade to get all sloppy, drippy wet, and then out of there and into the hot cast iron skillet to be seared like really fast and hot on both sides. Get a little bit of crispiness, a little bit of a browning around the edges on both sides or whatever. And then they can be taken off and put onto a platter to you know be used at a later time. You can do it that way. If you have a really remarkable cut of pork, like let's say, I don't know, you raise your own pig. And it's got this thick, milky, snow white fat. And you don't want to, you don't want to trim it down to, to nothing. You know, you want to have a little bit of that spinalis muscle on there and, and the fat cap and all the intramuscular fat and just like a, basically a pork ribeye. If that's the case, by all means, cut it a little thicker just because it's going to have, this is going to have such a good mouthfeel of the, the, the tanginess of the vinegar, uh, the smoky sweetness of the paprika and just the richness of the oregano and the garlic and the salt. Oh my God, it's the, it is the best pork chop 
and I'm calling, I'm using the word pork chop loosely because, hey, it's pork loin, but it's not really in a chop form, but oh my God, it's incredible. Uh, so, but if you do it, traditionally it is sliced thin. It's fried very quickly on a very hot, you know, cast iron skillet. And then, uh, you know, while all this is going on, if you get a couple slices of that crusty bread drizzled with olive oil into the oven to toast and get a little bit crunchy, then this pork can be laid on that bread with some grated manchego on the top and bada boom bada bing you got it going if you want to see what this looks like definitely check out the imager album in the show notes it's very important because i don't know if i've described it well enough because i have such a, like a visceral reaction to how good this is it is um the adding adding the vinegar the the, the acid and the sugar and the salt to the pork chop just puts it over the top. This is definitely my 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 favorite pork chop. <laughs> isn't that isn't that a show like my favorite whatever? I mean, there's a podcast, my favorite murder, and then there's there used to be a show on the Food Network, and it was like the best thing I've ever eaten or whatever. And uh, if we have to rank pork chops, uh, Lomo Adobado is far and away number one. Okay, so definitely try this. It's real simple. I mean, it's 90% of this is just waiting while your pork loin is sitting around in, in a delicious bath of flavor. And then whenever you actually uh, cook it, it's, you know, foolproof. Can you make a pan hot? Can you put a piece of pork in it, flip it over? You'll do it. You'll do great. <laughs> All right. So check this out. It's Lomo Dobado. Look at the pictures. Look at the ingredients in the show notes at thecookingshow.fm. And uh, we'll talk to you guys next week. Thank you very much.